Endure and survive, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this episode, we're going to give our review for The Last of Us Episode 2, now streaming on HBO Max. If you guys like this episode, please remember to hit that like button, subscribe, and also check out our other playlists as well. Dylan, man, I, this is such a great episode, dude, and so like faithful, but reinventing certain elements from the game. So I just want to get your thoughts on episode two. Yeah, I mean, the quality is definitely bumping up. I can definitely tell each episode is going to be crazier than the last one. Um, episode two, very suspenseful, visually gruesome, but beautiful at the same time. It's like a weird contrast. And uh, as our good friend uh, Alfonso Coron says, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know you probably have a lot of thoughts uh, that you want to get out. So I want to hear what you thought of episode two. Yeah. So I love this little mention of the the long way or the short way. And basically in this episode, both ways are very, very dangerous. Um, they strayed a little bit away from the path uh, from the game. I know that there was like a subway scene that they were supposed to be in the subway. They did feature the museum that I think was the most impactful moment in the game um, from that part. And uh, yeah, they changed some stuff up, but that's what I love about this show. They add little cues. So when they were looking off into the QZ and the horizon and the scene kind of transitions, Joel looks at his watch real fast. That was a key moment in the game as well. Mm. Um, Anna Torv, I think she has, I she's a great actress. I just figured out that she was from Mindhunters too, one of, one of your shows oh, that you wow. love. Um, so she acted brilliantly here. And I think Ellie is actually warming up to me. Uh, Bella Ramsey's portrayal seems pretty, pretty accurate so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me get your takes, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Bella Ramsey's uh, definitely coming out of character a little bit. And we can kind of like see like her, her chemistry with Joel a little bit. They kind of had like a little bit of bonding in this episode. I'm sure it'll continue to grow as the season progresses. Um, unfortunately, yeah, Tess did not make it, uh, in this episode, uh, as we'll discuss later. Um, but yeah, the, the whole episode, uh, I mean, I haven't played the games as I've already said, but it just, it really felt like you were like immersed in it. And it just, there were certain scenes where like the tension just felt like so real and like, it feels like you're actually like on this journey with them and you kind of like hold your breath because you don't want to be the guy that uh, like farts or, or like sneezes. <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one of the clickers like hears you. <laughs> that was like so bad. Like I swear to God, I was watching it. I was like holding my breath and I, I didn't go to the bathroom for the whole episode because I didn't want to be the guy that, you know, like I fart and then the clickers just like look at me on the screen or some oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> well that's good that's how good the show is yeah that's that's what i'm saying that's that's how you that's how you really portray like a survivalist uh story right it makes you feel like you're part of the environment um but i'm sure like you know you've played the game did it really feel like uh like closer to the gameplay or like how did it feel in relation to the game it feels more dire, actually. The way how they reinvented the whole cordyceps virus, the whole thing, it, it feels a lot more uh, tumultuous just to go out, right? You, it, it makes sense now that there are QZs um, with Fedra and stuff like that. I think it, there used to be spores. So I'm a little disappointed there isn't spores, but I watched the behind the scenes and they said it doesn't really make sense for the spores to remain in one place because, you know, there'll be wind and stuff like that. 
Um, so instead, this is based on reality. Uh, apparently, they had the the fungus has a network, and so be careful mm-hmm. where you step. And if you kill one uh, infected, maybe it'll alert the others. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, and we were talking about like how this show kind of like adopts uh, like elements from like other similar shows or, or movies. And right. I was saying how it kind of reminded me of like um, like Stranger Things, like how the, yeah. the the upside down has like those weird tendrils. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. It's like, and like you said, it's like more scientifically accurate. Like the spores wouldn't just stay in one place, right? Obviously, they'd branch out. And I love just like how you can see that in like. You know, the deceased corpses, like it kind of like expands and grows. I was actually scared when they were walking through the water because I thought one of them was going to like jump out or some shit. I know. Um, but yeah, so they they walk through um, the museum and then uh, they're like kind of like evading these. Uh, I think the, the clickers or the infected right. as they're called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like how like they're. They're like kind of like bats in a way. They they rely on sound mm-hmm. as opposed to because in other shows like Walking Dead, we've seen like they they're kind of like sensitive to like smell. Some of them are sensitive yeah. to sound, depending on like what kind of show or movie you're watching. So um, it's very scary because it's like it's kind of like the quiet place in a way. It's like you can't really like you know make any sound. That's that's why I was holding my farts in the, the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I want to yeah. get your thoughts on like um, the last scene uh, where. Tess actually reveals, uh, you know, she's been hiding this secret. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, they played it very different because what happens is the same thing when they make it to the QZ. Uh, there's no fireflies there. They're all dead, basically. And I like how they, you know, in the game, it was really the most scary part was people. Um, here, I like that... We haven't seen how scary people are just yet, so I can't wait to get there. But as for the infected, I feel very claustrophobic at the moment because I, you can't walk and you can't make noise. So they, so yeah, she reveals that she's infected. They, there was a lot of lines said too in the game. It matched the show completely. It was beautiful, um, or vice versa. Um, and Ellie's the one who notices that Tess is infected. And I like how they also made Joel. There's like this romance between Tess and Joel. It's like as if they kind of need each other. They feed off of each other's energy too. Like Joel's more of the bodyguard. Tess is like the brains. Um, so now they Joel has to be everything later on with Ellie. So that's going to present quite a challenge for him. I think... I was more emotionally attached to the fact that she was bit and I felt really bad for Joel losing another person. Um, and I also like how they set up that there was an infected still alive and he shoots it in the head and basically the hand touched this tendril thing from the fungus and then all of a sudden alerted that giant horde that we've seen early on in the episode. So they had to run away from that early. And in the game, it was, okay, Tesca sacrificed herself. She'll keep the army busy and they'll leave, right? And then they'll go down a subway and stuff like that and escape. And then we move on to Bill. Um, but here, man, it kind of reminded me of 28 days later, or 28 weeks later when they were coming and running. It was so scary. Um, and I think it was really nasty. What are your thoughts on that uh, <laughs> non-consensual kiss that happened? Oh, man, that infected. He was trying to shoot his shot. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope he, he asked for consent first, but shit, right. <laughs> that, that was pretty freaking nasty. But yeah, um, that was that was emotional roller coaster from start to finish. Yeah. It, her uh, her getting bit actually kind of reminded me of um, Andrea from Walking Dead uh, yeah. when she uh, killed that that one guy that was working for the governor, and she actually revealed that she was That's bit. True. Um, yeah. 
And the the irony was like the the beginning of this episode, which is a great uh, cold opening, by the way. It was this whole uh, flashback in Indonesia uh, where we see one of the scientists uh, told the military that there's no vaccination, there's no cure, just just bomb everything, right? Just kill everything within the radius. So Tess, like a badass, goes out and she actually, um, you know, risks her neck for Joel and Ellie and she actually uh, destroys all the infected in the area, which I thought was really cool. It was like a, a full circle right from the episode from start to finish. And yes, like you said, like Joel now has to take the responsibility now. He's not um, just the bodyguard anymore. He's now he has to be, you know, the kind of like pull the bootstraps up and, you know, take care of Ellie now and see the mission through. And I actually thought it was kind of uh, well, we were talking a little bit how his character is kind of like a very like cold uh, person. So, I mean, it was it was weird to me that he didn't even, like say anything to Tess like when they like before she sacrificed herself. Like he didn't even like hug her or like say anything. Um, but and then he kind of like he didn't even cry. But I guess that also attests like his character. Like he's seen so much already from this environment. That just shows like how long he's lived in this world, right? I, I think that once his daughter died, I think a part of him died and it's as if he, sh- he you know, he cried for the last time that day. And I think after that um, in the game. So from Texas to Boston, um, that was the journey in that 20 years in the game that Tommy and Joel uh, tried to travel together. And that's where they met up with the fireflies and Tommy went on his way. Um, and in the game, uh, Tommy said, you did a lot of messed up stuff. Um, and he's still traumatized by what Joel had done. Um, and I, I find it really interesting because if, you know, the last was part two is really, um, brass tacks, a revenge story. Um, and I think I know what they're trying to set up here in this show, uh, because there were some mentions that their knees hurt while walking up the flight of steps. Um, obviously, if it, it, this is obvious that Joel and Ellie uh, have this very like nice bond as if it was father and daughter. Um, and how I took the hairline fracture that he had, I kind of took it like eventually I'm going to, you know, that's that's what it is. Parents pass down certain things to their children um, I think he's going to pass down to Ellie through experience and stuff like that. I think he's going to pass down a sort of hate and a sort of mm. scorn for others. Um, and he's getting too old, right, to handle certain situations. He can't crouch. Mm-hmm. His hand broke so easily. Um, so I think I kind of get the hidden meaning of what they're trying to do. Um, and he didn't cry for Tess. Yeah. And the game, he didn't cry either. Um, but... I think they both recognize something deep down. There's this primal instinct inside both of them. Uh, there's parenthood and then there's also for the greater good. And I'm glad that Tess realized the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't care about anything. She seemed kind of disconnected and she says, this isn't my home. I'm not going to go back there, right? So really, she's living in her final moments in that space. Her home is hope and she would die for that. And so... That's kind of that kind of reminds me of the Fireflies, what they're trying to do, too. And I can't wait for everyone to see um, what actually happens in the season one finale, because your mind is going to be blown. And then you're going to feel like there is no safe space. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Do you have any other thoughts? Uh, I think you pretty much wrapped it up. Um, Yeah. Great analysis. Uh, I can't wait till next episode. I can't wait to see how Joel's character will progress and how his 
bond with Ellie will also progress and how close they'll become over the series. Uh, I can't wait to see more of the infected. You know, the very, I'm sure there's various uh, types of infected. I want to see like more of them. They, they were very terrifying on screen. I, and then I was like, I was like cringing the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to see more, uh, more, more, more. But yeah, any final thoughts or predictions? And how would you rate yeah, this I episode? I rated it for me again. I rated a 10 out of 10 and I can't wait to see Bill and Frank. I think that looks like a very, they changed up a lot of stuff from this, from the preview that I seen. So I can't wait to see their interpretation of it. But yeah, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. How about you? Yeah, easily 10 out of 10 for me. All right. Well, everybody, that is our review for episode two of The Last of Us. Again, now streaming on HBO Max. If you made it to the end of this video, please remember to like and share. It'll greatly help out our channel. Um, we have a revisited coming and i'm not going to spoil what it is but i know dylan's really excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have we have a lot of cool stuff coming your way but dylan please take us away yeah guys we have so much content planned if you're a big fan of the last of us already you'll definitely want to check our channel out we're doing reviews for episode by episode each week um check out our channel we also have a lot of other content other playlists as well uh you can check out us on anchor anchor apple Podcasts, and spotify as well as youtube as well and we post all our clips on Instagram and TikTok as well. So thank you. And until then, endure and survive. Endure and survive. See you guys. Mm -hmm.